Welcome to Time to Pray on Wednesday the 24th of June. We're reading the end of Galatians chapter 3 and the beginning of chapter 4. And I'm reading from this version, this NIV version. So, in Christ, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptised into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. What I am saying is that as long as an heir is underage, he is no different from a slave, although he owns the whole estate. The heir is subject to guardians and trustees until the time set by his father. So also, when we were underage, we were in slavery under the elemental spiritual forces of the world. But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship, because you are his sons. God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. Um, read this through again. Try and make these words uh, come closer home to you. How does God's word move you this morning, this afternoon, or this evening, whenever you're listening? I know some uh, readers will chafe at the language of Galatians chapter 3 that uh, collapses back into being exclusive at a couple of points. We have the great principle of Galatians 3.26, there is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor male nor female, for you are all in one Christ Jesus. But in fact, Paul uses the language of sons all the way through, and different translations uh, try and ease the difficulty by using the word children, as does at the beginning at the end. In the middle where it's more tied up with the metaphor of inheritance and in parallel to God sent his son, 
uh, most translations revert to sonship. I'm sure you can make the adjustment as you need to. Um, what Paul is trying to do though is establish primarily that there is neither Jew nor Gentile or in Christ I should say there is neither Jew nor Gentile because what he's going to say much the way he says in Romans chapter 4 is that Abraham the father of the circumcised believed and then was circumcised so he's the father of those who believe and were circumcised whereas he because he was circumcised after he believed he was also the father of those who believed and were not circumcised so he's the father of us all and so in that sense we get this phrase if you belong to Christ then you are Abraham's seed and then he talks about uh, being an heir and that there he's talking about the Old Testament uh, law uh, that there's a kind of custodian that the old, pe old Testament people had to look after them until they grew to maturity and now in Christ they are in maturity and so they can leave the Old Testament behind them he talks about that in different ways in Galatians but he also slips another kind of dig and he describes it as a slavery translations struggle to word, use the word uh, translate the word elemental spiritual forces of the world what I think Paul is doing is elemental is the key phrase spiritual is an interpretation it's the elements the ABCs of the world um, and so I think Paul's saying that that in parallel ways to the ways that other societies were organized the law was just like that it was just the beginning of something and now that which enslaved them which was just the beginning of something Christ has now bought them freedom from but all this is driving towards this great phrase uh, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts the spirit who calls out Abba father so you are no longer a slave but God's child and since you are his child God has made you also an heir Abba is the Aramaic for father interestingly I've heard uh, um, a very learned woman saying if you have a problem with father because maybe your father was abusive or you just don't like the terminology then use the word Abba to talk to God in prayer because it doesn't have all those overtones perhaps for you but the core thing here is something we talked about yesterday about having an experience of the fatherhood of God that knowing that God is real in our hearts because the spirit enables us to pray it's the spirit who calls out have a father leading us in our prayer and so one conviction that Christians have is that it's not simply we who pray we who have to kind of muster up religious enthusiasm but the spirit comes to us to stir us up to pray uh, to speak for us and to interpret our deepest longings as God's child and not simply a child the whole purpose of the middle section is we're now a child of maturity and enter into all that God has left for us. So it would be very easy to get uh, bothered about the identity politics of this passage, but I think the key thing, of course, is that we stand on a level uh, ground at the foot of the cross. We are all one in Christ Jesus, and as a result, the Spirit calls out Abba Father within us. Abba Father, we thank you that we are adopted into your family. That whoever we are, whatever our background or status, 
that we can be your children. And as Jesus taught us, we can call you our Father. Amen. Circle me, Lord, keep protection near and danger afar. Circle me, Lord, keep hope within, keep doubt without. Circle me, Lord, keep light near and darkness afar. Circle me, Lord, keep peace within, keep evil out. Let's pray together. Thank you, dear Jesus, for all you have given me, for all you have taken away from me, for all that you have left me. Amen. <laughs>